everybody. Welcome back to 30-something with Sunny. This is the podcast where we talk all about motherhood, self-care, and second chapters. Uh, If you're a new listener, hey, welcome. Thank you so much for coming to hang out for a little bit. Promise we'll not waste your time on this show. We've got great interviews all the time. Tips, tricks, ways to get through life uh, a little happier and a little easier. And if you've been around for a while, thank you so much for sticking around. The past few weeks, as you have seen, have been dedicated to episodes to help you improve your mental well-being. Self-care has been the focus over the past few weeks because, well, you know why. We are living uh, it's we are living in a parallel universe right now with this coronavirus pandemic. Everyone's life has been impacted, and I think a lot of us are at the stage right now where we're starting to realize this is just the beginning of what will be some long-term changes in the way our world operates and the way that we operate as individuals. And man, it, it can be a lot to try to digest that thought, the fact that everything is, is going to be a little bit different after this. Um, but listen, I'm here to brighten your day with a great interview, and with a guy whose tips on, you know, not only business, but also his perspective on life, well, I think you'll walk away with a little inspiration and a little um, a little levity. So Mark Seiden is the CEO and co-founder of Cloudwater Brands. They make a sparkling CBD-infused beverage that is insanely delicious. I have been sampling their stuff, and I tracked Mark down for this interview because, you know, when I find something that I really enjoy that brings benefit, a real concrete benefit to my life, I like to share it with you guys. Um, So much of the stories that I tell and things that I promote or even talk about on the show, this is not sponsored. This is not, you know, me being paid to talk about stuff. I find something that makes my life a little better, a little easier, and I just have to share it. So like I said, Mark founded Cloudwater Brands. Right now, their their product, their primary and only product is this uh, CBD-infused sparkling water, and the flavors are incredible. Incredible. They're like very gourmet inspired. So you're going to hear us run down the list of what is currently on their menu, so to speak. But Mark and I talk about so much more than just Cloudwater and um, the sort of evolution of that company. We talk about what it's like to be an entrepreneur, what it's like to go from one industry to a completely different one. We talk about team building and marketing and digital uh, marketing versus, you know, growing your audience and your um you know, your fans authentically. There's so much in here that you can take, not only if you're an entrepreneur or a business person, but if you're in the world of content creation. Um, so many of us are uh, trying to have our products heard or seen or our voices heard. And Mark has such great advice for people in so many fields. We also talk about the work-life balance because this is a real thing for dads too. So we, I pick his brain about that as well. Uh, really quickly, before we get into this episode, I want to mention one thing that's changing my life right now, and this is not sponsored either, but I have been using an app called Bloom. If you search Enjoy Bloom on Instagram, you'll be able to link right to the App Store, which is where you can download it. Um, I'm using this app now for several weeks, particularly during this lockdown. Um, And what it is, it's pretty much a therapist in your hand. They're uh, CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Sessions, on this app that can walk you through really stressful times so again not sponsored not paid for in any way but I they gave me access to this app and I've been using the heck out of it because seriously I'm in need more than ever of someone to talk to and the ironic thing is I can't get out to talk to anybody 
because we're locked in a house. But anyway, um, check them out. Enjoy Bloom again is the handle on Instagram. In the meantime, I hope you love this interview with Mark Seiden, uh, again, founder and CEO, co-founder and CEO of Cloudwater Brands. Uh, we get into so much. So I'll be back on the flip side to tell you more about where to find him and find me on social. But in the meantime, enjoy the interview. Okay, we're finally recording. Hey guys, uh, this is the 30 Something with Sunny podcast. And I'm so excited about today's guest because, Mark, I've been um, tracking you down for quite some time now. And this whole coronavirus thing made it really difficult. So I apologize for being in my daughter's nursery while we do this. But thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. And it's a good time to track people down because where the heck are we going? It's a good time to collect money from people. If they owe it to you, they're probably going to be home right now, right? That's that's so true. Never has Google Maps been more useful. Just put that address right in there and find it. Um, actually, it's been a really good time for your product too, I'm sure. I have sampled cloud water, which is a CBD-infused sparkling water, and I have been loving it. So I've been dying to get you on the show to talk more about this because you guys as an industry are having a moment with all of the anxiety that is happening right now in our world. So I want you to tell us all about Cloudwater and the product and sure. what makes it unique and different from what's on the market. Sure. Um, and I'm not taking this off track, but I have to say this, uh, our hearts and prayers go out to all the people affected by this extraordinary time and you know, we take it very seriously. There's people being affected, those people on the front lines who are the heroes, the medical staff and first responders. So we salute you and we're a tiny little company. We're trying to do our part by giving back and donating and I hope everybody um, does their part. Um, but back to your question, uh, can you repeat it? Sorry, I didn't Yeah, to... for sure, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, you know, tell us about what differentiates Cloudwater from the CBD products that are out there because this market, if nothing, is is getting saturated these days. So I wanna know what makes you guys special. I know, because I've tried the product and I love it, but I want you to tell everybody like what is actually happening. You know, that, that, that's very, uh, and I emphasize very long time to think about, um, I'm lucky enough to work with the most incredible team. It's a diverse team of, beverage experts, entrepreneurs. And um, what was magical here is I know nothing about beverage before this. I had another business and the way I insulated myself was surround myself with these really amazing people. And they've all built brands, sold brands. This is not their first rodeos. And we anticipated a really crowded space. And so, you know, every company says, what's your ethos, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we set out to build a premium experience from the, you know, the second that you see the bottle, the packaging and say, wow, that's different to looking at the QR codes on the back that you know, link right to our, uh, our, um, our uh, analysis report to show you purities and so forth to our premium botanicals. And then we spent a lot of time like a, a winemaker would allowing what we put in the bottle to go public. And we have some very picky people on our team. We really wanted to hit those marks and you know, we were a first mover and yet we're much slower than some of the other brands who have accelerated. But your response, um, I'm very humble and, and lucky to say, typifies how people react to the brand. And so we don't price it as expensive as the most expensive. Uh, we're not the cheapest. We have amongst the highest amount of CBD hemp extract at 25 milligrams. And uh, our packaging is way different than most brands on the market, you know, um, in general. So, you know, again, we wanted to enlighten the senses from visual. Uh, we, we just launched this new flavor, Aztec chocolate and strawberry. And when you open it, it, it actually fills the room with this great aroma. And so 
all those things that really turn your senses on is something that we've been, you know, working hard to do. And so far the feedback's been, you know, very positive. Yeah. I mean, this may sound kind of small and silly, but the ergonomic experience is great. I usually have my most you know, stressful times, like any parent around the afternoon kind of gliding into the evening. And I found myself reaching for it, like right around when the kids were getting home from school and things were getting batty and I needed to just take a moment. Um, you said it's, you said it's 25 milligrams of CBD per can. I actually just did an interview with a CBD expert and that's the amount that he suggests people start with to kind of mess around with CBD for anxiety. So was it your goal in the beginning to get sort of that that perfect amount in every can? Uh, yeah, another great question. And I'm, I'm delighted to hear that there's, you know, uh, a philosophical agreement on what is actually efficacious uh, for, you know, dosing CBD, because there really aren't guidelines. And while studies have shown that even at really, we'll call it mega doses, there are no um, toxic reactions, overdoses, or what have you, um, people do react differently. It's non-psychoactive as we know. And, you know, the chemistry or the biochemistry of, of, of CBD is that it helps create homeostasis or balance in your system. And it's like saying, how many cups of coffee should I drink? Well, how does caffeine impact you, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, you start somewhere and 25 will give you not a feeling, but it'll give you a sense of, hey, did it, you know, lower my anxiety? Um, I've had some people write me and said, you know, now that I'm home and I ordered cloud, I've been drinking it more often. and my arthritis feels better and things. We make no claims as a company, but what we do is ingest all this, this, you know, all this great feedback. Our COO um, is Carol Dollard, uh, Dr. Carol Dollard. She was the former COO of Vitamin Water. She holds a PhD in biochemistry. So again, we did a lot of scientific study about uh, not just, hey, pounding our chest at 25 milligrams, but what would actually be efficacious and you know where people say this is the vessel and the mechanism I want to ingest cloud because it tastes great, right? And you know it's also helping me uh, through some a period like you said with the kids or you know there's so many different use cases that our our users have told us that they do uh, from morning to night, which we love because it shows versatility in the product. A lot of companies focus on the chill, and that's fine, but sometimes you don't want to be chill, right? Chill might say, well can I work out when I'm chill? Like, what if you were revving your, you know, RPMs at 4,000 and you just want to come back to idle and make a decision at a meeting to work out, take a nap or what have you. So we like the science there in terms of how it creates what I call calm energy. It just gives you kind of focus. That's what it does for me. Yeah, I, I I do have to second that. I think as a person who, I mean, candidly never experimented with drugs or anything illicit per se, I was even nervous. And I know a lot of friends of mine or acquaintances are too, like, oh my God, am I going to feel, am I going to feel something, feel, you know? So I can assure everybody that, you know, like you said, it's, um, it's a, it's a, I like that. Bring you back to zero, bring you back to level kind of sensation. Correct. And I know that many women, um, I have been speaking with particularly in the early stages of parenthood or in the first few years of, you know, big changes in their relationship with their lifestyle, experience this wave of anxiety and that they haven't had before. These big life changes can bring along um, different stress levels and sure. having something there to just sort of ameliorate the, the craziness really does help. I wonder if you did have a particular customer in mind though, when you were, you, you know, putting together the formula and down to the bottle design and everything, was there someone in mind you thought, okay, this is who we're making this for? 
Yeah, I wish I wish we were that smart. Um, uh, I think, you know, the consumer always makes you smarter and validates some of the, your hypotheses and teaches you things like, why didn't we think of that, right? And it, that's why, you know, we went slow in the beginning to listen. You know, you put it out and you listen. You don't over market and say, me, 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 and we're great, we're great. Like, what do you have to say? Sometimes that's painful, but in the end, you know, I, I mentioned before, the versatility of the customer, the persona of somebody drinking it in the morning before a meeting, uh, replacing their afternoon cup of coffee, which was shocking to me, I'm not gonna lie, but exciting, drinking it post-workout. Um, you know, again, we don't make claims and market it this way, but the resiliency of humans is amazing. People started writing us in with their favorite cocktail recipe. They're like, the blood orange and coconut mix is great here, or the blackberry and tequila and the, uh, the, the chocolate and Kahlua. And so this whole other aperture opened up to fun. And, you know, again, our ethos is to be approachable, fun, edgy, and whatever. And our consumer really did that for us. So, again, you know, I, I wish we were that brilliant, but, you know, kudos to our community that's teaching us how to be better, which, you know, is, is great. Let's talk about the flavor profiles because they are really unique too. Tell us, you just mentioned the blood orange one. That was my personal favorite, but tell us about the other yeah. ones too, because they're really, they're very unique. Uh, you know, the more I talk about the brand, unfortunately for me, the less it's going to be about me, which is fine. But, you know, my business partner, my co-founder, Barry Kelman, who actually approached me with this idea, and I'm eternally grateful to him. He is a foodie. Um, he is a mad scientist. And Barry... Um, is out all the time and he's social and he's always talking to bartenders and he has, if you go to his apartment, he has like 45 bitters and flavors and he's always concocting stuff. He's a mad scientist. And his sister runs the flavor lab that produces our flavors. So it was like Barry transposed these ideas and Ellie kind of put them in a bottle. And so we wanted to be artisanal. We wanted to be different, uh, blood orange and coconut with a hint of vanilla. And what's great about you know, this flavor is, you, you should taste, you know, people say, I don't like vanilla and they taste it and say, wow, that's good. Nothing is too strong. I mean, it's 40 calories. It's sweetened with organic honey. It's, you know, and it's natural sugar, 10, 10, 10 grams of natural sugar. So it tastes good, but it's not a soda. So, and you, and you taste the flavor, like each flavor profile. Um, then we did uh, grapefruit, mint, and basil. Those were our two flagship uh, flavors. And again, uh, some people say I'm not a grapefruit person. I wasn't. I love the grapefruit because again, things are subtle, but you can taste them along the way. Then we introduced blackberry, lemon, and rosemary. And, um, you know, again, just really flavorful blackberry flavors. And then you taste the hint of the rosemary and the lemon and, and so forth. And then we took a pretty wide turn to the right. Um, uh, we did Aztec chocolate and strawberry in a black bottle. And for those who don't know what Aztec chocolate is, it's a spicy type of chocolate. So if you drank one of our other flavors and then opened the chocolate, you would be like, oh, chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, like a Neapolitan. And some people would say, ooh, what is that? And then got the understanding that there's a nice little kick to it. It's got a spice to it. You can taste the hints of strawberry and what have you. And again, you can tell how it's rolling really passionately off of my tongue. You should see the team when we ate it. We had you know, 10 other flavors and we had flavor testings with friends and we called it down and we did contests and we tweaked and whatever. And, and these are the four flavors that uh, we're really proud of. And, you know, we have more in the queue, but 
right now it ain't broke. And, you know, again, we're really proud of the stuff that we've created. Yeah, let's talk about the process of conceiving and then putting to market this beverage. I think there are a lot of people out there who are aspiring entrepreneurs or someone who might even be just um, switching fields. I know you said your background isn't in food and beverage and you made a big jump by doing this. So can you tell us a little bit about that process and personally what it was like to pivot like that professionally? Sure. Um, Although I don't want any more beverage or CBD competitors. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't give specific um, advice, but you know. <laughs> one of, well, one of my favorite things to do is to advise to younger entrepreneurs. And it's, it's, I think any successful entrepreneur, if I dare put myself in that category, likes to work with other entrepreneurs. It keeps your skills sharp. It reminds you, um, you know, where you came from and you, it helps kind of, you know, alleviate some mistakes that we all make. God knows I've made so many. But I ran a, um, a real estate data company uh, for 15 years. It was a self-funded business. I ran it with a partner, one of those start in your basement stories. We managed through the 2008 financial crisis and were able to keep the business going. We sold it uh, in 2018, um, you know, which wasn't enough to retire. It actually made me hungrier for my next project. But I decided that maybe I should take a little time off after all those years. And I was kind of just sinking into my lounge chair to chill out. And the interesting thing about crisis and opportunity, really don't give a crap what you're doing. They knock on the door, you have to, in one way or another. And I got a knock on the door and it was opportunity. And it was Barry, my co-founder, and said, hey, I was in LA, I was at this party, and uh, I saw all these people drinking CBD water, and I took a sip, and I'm not gonna curse on your show, but he's like, this tastes like, he turns, this tastes like crap. <laughs> and I want to stop there. You know, you don't have to be sitting at home coming up with the next greatest idea. There's actually a lot of ideas out there that people fail to execute at a high level, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying copy things, but you're like, you know what? That could be done better. And that's exactly what Barry thought, right? And Barry tapped me to help him figure out how to make that real. And, you know, I had my operational chops and he had his dream. Barry's not an operator. He asked me to help him uh, launch the business. And as I said, I knew, I'm like, what the hell do I know about this? So I went around and I networked and I did my due diligence and I met a sister and it was one thing led to another, right? I met the, our co-packer, I met Carol, our COO. And what was amazing is everybody wanted to invest in the business. Usually like, here, pay me and I'll give you this. Everybody's like, I want to jump in the foxhole with you. Then mm -hmm. I met our chief marketing officer, Alex Galindez. She ran Runa Blueprint. She came from Vitamin Water. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have the most amazing advisors who are food and beverage royalty. And I was so insulated. And I think, again, saying people are you know great people, it's cliche, but really having the right people doing the right thing and putting people in their lanes and having them execute to a plan that's solid. Because again, a lot of people talk about execution. If you plan, if you create a, a flawed plan and you execute flawlessly, you get a flawed outcome. So these people have the presence of mind to think about all the things that I am kind of almost bragging to you about today, but we took a long time to be thoughtful. And I think entrepreneurs are opportunistic. We want to go, go, go. And holding back the reins on a horse sometimes wins the race. And so the advice is go painfully slow so that you could go faster later, right? And anticipate the mistakes that you're going to make because what kills brands, right? Making a million bottles and like saying, oh, crap, I have to put a QR code on it and throw that away. Or, you know, not getting your carbonation right, your capping right, your flavor profile. There's brands out there, I hate to say, 
they're actually popular. They taste like crap and mm -hmm. they, you know, they've overproduced. So, um, you know, I'd rather be lucky than good. I was lucky enough to have this fall in my lap, luckier to meet the people that I'm with. And the team that I work with are, are these incredible people and, the, and everybody believes in the brand ethos. I'm not one of these guys like, you know, it's my vision, it's my ego. We all believe in the vision of the brand. Let's create a really great for you beverage that tastes great. Like I told you before, not to, you know, beat a dead horse, but to have your reaction. I look at the package, I taste it and mm -hmm. what have Yeah, it's an experience. Yeah, once you build credibility, you have options, right? Mm -hmm. And we named it Cloud Water Brands because maybe we'll make other stuff, right? Maybe it's not just beverage. Maybe we make other lines and other brands under Cloud Water. What have the consumers been asking for? I'm sure I know that you guys have a lot of contact with your customers because yes. your response on social is great. Um, so what have people been asking for and what are you considering adding to the line? Yeah, th so that's a good question. Um, uh, you know, we don't get asked for much. Um, we get right now where there's a lot of satisfied people out there. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that's because we created a very diverse flavor profile portfolio where not everybody loves every flavor. Like you love the orange, maybe you tasted the blackberry. I doubt you wanted to spit it out, but maybe it's not for you. Mm -hmm. And But other people are obsessed with the blackberry as they are with the chocolate. So we have kind of a mass appeal. Um, we do have some uh, some vegans writing in saying, I love your brand. I wish you would do it with you know without honey. Um, we do have some keto folks saying, I wish there was no sugar. Um, you know, we get some requests for augmenting, you know, some, some of the, yeah, go ahead. Well, no, that, that just sparks a question to me. And I think this is applicable to anybody, regardless of the industry you're in. Um, as an entrepreneur in any field, you can really, I feel like, and I'm starting to experience this even in the, even in the media and content creation world, you can listen to opinions and requests and then start chasing them all down like squirrel syndrome. Like, let me make you, that's not the way to do it. I feel like I did that for a long time. Okay. You want content on this? Let me do that. Let me. And then I started to think, oh my God, I'm watering down what it is I have to offer. Um, but so I like hearing you say, you know, maybe it's just not, for you, you know, like you do one thing and you do it right, but it's hard because when you right. start to hear feedback from people, you innately sort of want to make everybody happy. Yeah, I, I call that the girls' soccer team, uh, little girl soccer team theory, where the ball goes into the corner and the whole team runs, yeah, faces the ball, and they leave the rest of the team, the rest of the field wide open. Um, you know, people, brilliant entrepreneurs who I respect, have built brands on community and listening. That doesn't mean they react every single time, right? And it doesn't mean they're standoffish to some of the feedback. You take it in and you look for patterns and you look for opportunity. But be exceptional at one thing before you go to another. I mean, I can't tell you how many companies are like, we have to diversify and go here before they ever got their original formula down. Remember what I said, once you do this, you, you, you create credibility and optionality for your business because it's like you know having a hit single. All right, you have a hit single, so maybe you could take a little risk now. But before that hit hit single, why would you do that? So um, we we listen. We have access to labs. We're already in the lab testing and ideating and and things. And I don't speak about it because I don't know what we're going to do. To be honest, I'm not here to overmarket and say look for this or look for that. Mm -hmm. We're going to make choices based on the ethos of our brand, and you know, um, continuing to build on you know what we just started to build here. We're still in our you know, we're still a young company. We have a ways to go. But uh, the fun of it is keeping it dynamic. The fun of it is 
people writing in and talking to us and getting feedback because you know people pay a lot of money for that and we're getting that right now you know um gratis from our great customers and we really appreciate it are you surprised by the steam that's behind the wellness industry as a whole right now there's a lot of people i think seeking information on their own individual health which is leading them down paths to try you know different um supplements or different things to sort of make them feel better do you think this um trend continues i'm not surprised at all uh when we did our initial research we actually created a word it was called interwellness and it's a combination of kind of this intellect that has come into the market this desire for factual information, not marketing BS, not a claim on a bottle that this is gonna do something for you, but actual ingredients, non-GMO. Like people started to say, all right, screw your marketing speak. Where do your ingredients come from? What are they made of? And, and you know, is it, is it you know, good for the environment? Are you, is, is your packaging sustainable? And when I saw that, I knew that this is, wasn't a trend. This is kind of a sea change in the way that people kind of look at you know this industry and then um and then self-optimization you know we see this big move away from alcohol to non-alcoholic and people are making those decisions in their home before they go out to say you know what i'm not going to drink tonight mm -hmm. and then they look for an alcoholic alternative that evening or just in general and more and more people are doing that to to stay healthy and to and to have a better balance so i think it's great actually and it, it's definitely here to stay um, and again, it makes it noisy, but, uh, you know, if you play the long tail game, you'll be able to keep up, you know, with, with you call it a trend. I think it's a, I think it's a sea change in, in kind of lifestyle that, you know, is here to stay. From a marketing standpoint, I know there are some creators who listen to this podcast and there's a lot of people trending in that direction with their own products and brands as well. Yeah. How do you see the best results? Is it influencer marketing? Is it digital? Is it social? Um, where have you gotten the most steam as far as getting the word out on your brand? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I look at marketing as, you know, a holistic puzzle and each piece, you know, might be uh, in and of itself independent, like influencer marketing, but they really need to connect and jive together. And I think, I think it's a balance. Um, we're a little sensitive to influencer marketing, um, not because we don't have great influencers who work with us, but you know, imagine the onslaught of people saying, "Hey, let's collab and let's do this and let's do this." And you know, I remember having this conversation. I said, "I want to build one user at a time, and I don't want to buy anybody. I don't want to pay anybody." to say how much they love our brand. We have some celebrities on our, our board and investors and never ask them to post and one posted and our social went crazy and another one, you know, they, they kind of do it organically and you're taking a risk when you do that because you don't know if it's gonna happen, but when it does, you see your followers go up and they don't dip, take a, a big dip down. You see your sales go up and they start to kind of maintain that, that's saying that you're building upon building upon building, because there's something organic and natural about what you're doing. And that's very important to us. Um, mm -hmm. So we do digital, we do social, um, we do a lot of interaction with our consumers. We get out there, do tons of demos and talk to people. We do events, we do charity events. We really try to mix it up and get in front of um, a, the a most diverse you know, type of uh, audience that we can and invite them back to just you know sample the brand and see what they feel. And, you know, what we want them to know is that this is not, this, this is real, you know, mm -hmm. it's really, we used to have no BS on our bottle. 
uh, we took it off, but that was a little joke I put on. I didn't know we were going to make it, but <laughs> like, like, let's not bullshit people. She's my yeah. friend. Let's just be transparent. Let's be ethical. Let's sell the crap out of this, but let's not get people to say, you know, tilt their head when they look at what we're doing. And don't you think consumers are so much smarter? You brought up the so whole much. like, you know, sponsored post thing. I, people can tell these days when they're being served an ad on Instagram. I mean, literally when they're on Facebook because it says right. sponsor. But, you know, people can get a vibe for whether a person or a brand is truly authentic. So to hear you say, and I share this opinion, by the way, I would rather have, you know, 5,000 people who are genuine real people following yeah. than 500,000 that I've done loop giveaways or something. Right. But it's tempting. And in your world too, where you also see market saturation, I'm sure there's the draw, like you said, go big, expand the line, do what you can. But it's really valuable, I think, for anyone who's business-minded out there to hear you say, you know, slow and steady wins the race, which is, I, I think, what you're saying. What's what I'm hearing, at least. I mean, exactly. I, one of the things that Alex Galinda's taught me and Alex has an extensive marketing background. She's like, Mark, you know, it's one thing to get into a door, you know, into a, into a location. It's another thing to stay there. It's another thing to turn the product, you, you know, just because you got into Whole Foods doesn't mean anything. I mean, if it doesn't sell, it, who cares? And if it's just sitting on the shelf or you're not supporting it or what have you, and you have to figure out a way how to not only get in, but support it and move product, right? And I've been approached, hey, I can take your users to 10,000 10, followers. You're in an optical world. People look at you and say, "Ooh, you only have a few thousand. You must not be a big a big brand." I said, "I'll pass mm -hmm. because the ones that I have, I know are genuine." And yeah. I mean, you tell your friends and family about things that touch you and mean something to you. And the best mm -hmm. marketing in the world—I hate to use this word today—is the viral aspect of things, um, you know, being passed on. Like you have to check this out, and it's the close close circle or the close quarters marketing of credibility that allows brands to grow and grow, you know, predictably, right? I don't want an erratic type of business where we paid an influencer, we got all this, you know, attention, and then maybe it wasn't in the budget next month, we didn't do it. And then you know, things start to decrease. I like gradual up because, you know, it, it builds value over the mm -hmm. long term. And again, who knows how long we're going to be here for, um, you know, I believe if we do our jobs for several years, uh, bigger brands will come in and take a look at us and, you know, we'll be an attractive, um, you know, acquisition to them. But along the way, you know, we're just trying to build value every day. And so far it's working. Speaking of credibility, you guys are pretty open and honest about, like you said, what goes into the product, what exactly is in each bottle. Can you tell us a little bit about the sort of transparency label? I know you have it posted on your website as well, as far as the ingredients go. Sure. Um, yeah. So uh, we, from almost day one, we put our COAs, our certificate of analysis of our CBD uh, on our website. Um, you know, what, again, what we saw and anticipated that there would be a lot of claims out there. Um, and it was important that people see that the amount of milligrams were the amount of milligrams and that the purity of it was, you know, among the top uh, purity, although we don't claim that, you just see it. It's 99.9% .9 pure, you know, CBD. And there's no pesticides, there's no heavy metals, it passed every lead test or whatever. Uh, because it takes one news report to say somebody bought a CBD product and got sick mm -hmm. or they lied. And it crushes credibility uh, of companies like ours and others. We're not the only one who, who want to be transparent. So for day one, we said, let's do that. Um, we use all natural ingredients. Like I said, we use organic you know, honey. It's very simple. It's sparkling water. It's organic honey. There's a touch of lemon juice, 25 milligrams of CBD. 
and uh, and that's it. I mean, it's a simple beverage, which you know is great, and uh, nothing artificial in there. And you know, we post that on our website, on our, our analysis, and so forth. And that's pretty much it. I'm going to ask you a question that women get asked all the time. So I don't know if you've ever been asked this before, but how do you balance your work and your family? You have, you have a family, I'm guessing, based on all the research I did on you online. So can you talk a little bit about that? I, I have a, I'm, a, I'm a very blessed individual. I have a beautiful family. Uh, my beautiful wife, Julie, actually works for Cloudwater. Um, I mean, she's the boss. I, working from home with somebody who's an employee is, it's pretty complicated because she's the boss of the home. So how does that work? But anyway, <laughs> um, Julie uh, is an amazing designer and she kind of morphed from this, um, this uh, clothing business. She was making custom denim for kids and she started to help us with our social. She does all of our design and so forth. And she's my best friend. So we, we do a lot of work together every day and we have these great happy kids uh riley's 13th danny's uh, 10 and they're going through this stuff and they smile every day and uh in terms of of, of work balance um it, it's it's like anything else i mean i'll walk my kids to school every day on a normal day just because you make time for it and you, you know you cut out time for dinner and you spend that time and you go back to work you know they'll go back and do their screen time or whatever and you go back to work and it's just uh it's something i want to do right it's not an obligation to me so it kind of comes naturally um and you know, I've never worked harder in my life than on this brand. Um, my last brand, I forgot what I didn't know when I started it. I did it for 15 years and man, I forgot how hard this was gonna be. And I love it. I get up every day more excited than, than, you know, than the last. So that keeps me going. That's awesome. That's really cool to hear. And I do have to you know, shout out the dads of this era, this time, this generation, because you know, you guys are, my husband included, doing so much more than previous generations past. And I know there's a bigger argument here and people may say that, you know, you know, there's always an opportunity for improvement, but I just love hearing sure. of a guy who, you know, owns that side of his life too, because can you imagine like, you know, our fathers answering that question, they'd be like, uh, my wife handles that. <laughs> I just love hearing right. it. You know, the involvement yeah, yeah. is great. And my husband, you know, he does what he can to support me in my ways. And I do what I can to support him in his ways. But I just, I had to ask that because, you know, people are curious, especially as they venture down their own path of entrepreneurship, like how to make it all happen. And it's well, and, and, and that's really nice to hear from you as well. And I do appreciate the question. And it is important for entrepreneurs to understand that because we are workaholics. We don't stop. We don't quit. We, you know, there's no such thing as failure. And when you have those bars set, um, it's almost like, well, nothing else matters. And that's absolutely not true. And what matters the most is, um, and, and I figured this out, I had some dark moments along the way here, as you can imagine. And there was one thing I wasn't keeping up with, which was myself. And so it's not just work and my family. I had to make time for myself, my workouts, my meditation or my alone time, my hockey, whatever, you know, I needed to fit in for me. So I felt like, hey, I'm not getting robbed of me. Mm -hmm. and a big mistake we make as entrepreneurs is we just go, go, go. And if you're draining yourself of you, then, you know, you can finish that statement. So there's a third element to balancing life and make sure that, you know, there's you time and that's not selfish. That's important. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And so figuring that out was really the, the, the linkage for me to say it comes naturally because 
I spend, you know, a decent time working out and keeping myself, you know, kind of as healthy as I can. Yeah. That's a very self-care is, is vital. <laughs> I know. Listen, my husband and I were just talking about this. We get out of bed in the morning and he's like, my feet hurt when I stand. Is that normal? And I'm like, I think so. Cause oh, mine yeah. do too. Yeah. It's not pretty, but thankfully we got good products like cloud water to help us yes. sort of uh, ease into the day. One final question that I just want to ask, especially sure. since you've got so many balls that you're juggling in the air, is there a book you've read lately, an article you've read, something that's inspiring you or keeping you going that you can kind of point the listeners toward that might help them too? Uh, you know, I, I read, uh, uh, you know, I haven't picked up a book. I haven't had time. Um, I read every day, all the time. Um, you know, big fan of Simon Sinek. Right now, I'm reading other business leaders that I know I've worked with in the past. They're publishing their experiences about, you know, what they're doing. You know, it's easy to look at a Mark Cuban and say, oh, that's what Mark Cuban is doing. But there's people that I grew up with in the real estate world who are now doing other things. This guy, Pete Flint, who fig um, he uh, founded um, uh, Zillow. Uh, yeah, he founded actually Trulia. He was the founder of Trulia, sold it to Zillow. Pete's a great guy. We started at the same time and he wrote this whole article about things you should be doing to manage through that, you know, this, this crisis. And I read it word for word. It was incredible. And I think that a book is great, but real life feedback from people in the trenches now, especially Pete and I were in the same financial crisis and, you know, could compare notes, but that real life information right now is invaluable to anybody who's going through that. So read a book. That's great. Um, but in terms of, you know, getting information about how to navigate what's going on, the news is going to scare the shit out of you yeah. and, you know, books might give you some inspiration, but people like him and other business leaders are your best resource right now for inspiration and most importantly, tips and knowledge on, on what to do. I love it. That's great advice. Mark, before we let you go, tell us where we can find you and track you down on all of the channels. Well, I'm not giving my cell phone number out. No, so, uh, we're, we're on social. We're at Cloudwater CBD, uh, cloudwatercbd.com. Um, we are right now um, giving 30% off and free shipping to everybody. We're donating proceeds to um, the New York City Food Bank and making product donations. So um, we're not making a lot of money right now. We want to do our part. So, and, and I, you know, look, a lot of people are telling us Cloudwater is helping them through this time. And if we could do good and, and make it through and we'll make our money down the road. So, you know, we can all support each other. So it's not, a, it's not a commercial, but, you know, we're trying to, you know, stay, stay in the system, um, you know, as, 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 you know, best we can. Well, that is all wonderful. I really appreciate you taking time thank to talk you. to me, Mark. Thank awesome. you so much. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. I want to thank Mark so much for taking the time to come on 30 something and talk all about his career, his brand, and where he sees this whole wellness industry going. Um, like he said, you can follow them on Instagram at cloudwatercbd. They have been running some insane deals right now, so check them out. The blood orange flavor is my favorite. I'm going to get my hands on this Aztec chocolate flavor too and let you guys know what I think. But um, like I said, I like to crack one of these open in the afternoon, like right when things start getting batty, like 
usually it's school pickup time, but right now it's, I don't know, like hour eight of total chaos in the house. So make sure you check them out. And um, I know that I'm going to keep an eye on them to see what other products they end up introducing into their line at some point because it is good. This is just good stuff. Um, anyway, you can follow me on Instagram at Sunny Abata, S-O-N-N-I-A-B-A-T-T-A. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That helps so much, guys. Seriously, take a minute to do that. I'd be so grateful. It helps to get these episodes out to people who might enjoy them or find them useful. I thank you so much for listening, and I will see you guys next week with more good stuff. Stay sane, stay healthy, stay inside, and uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys soon. (laughs) 